2: Our guest today is Barbara Marks Hubbard. She has become the voice for conscious evolution in our time, so says Deepak Chopra. She's the author of the newly released book, Birth 2012 and Beyond, Humanity's Great Gift to the Age of Conscious Evolution. A prolific author, visionary, social innovator, evolutionary thinker, and educator, and she has Co founder and chairperson of the Foundation for Conscious Evolution. We are indeed at the turnpike of evolution. How exciting is this? You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm
0: Paula. And I'm Taz. Now, in 1984, Barbara Marks Hubbard was one of the first women ever nominated for the vice presidency of the United States. Wow. And since 2010, she has partnered with the Shift Network, one of the world's leading e-learning companies, in the role of global ambassador for the conscious evolution movement, which she defines as a shift from evolution by chance towards evolution by choice, and now she is co-producing with Shift Network, a global multimedia event entitled Birth 2012, co-creating a planetary shift in time. On December the 22nd, 2012, billed as a historic turning point event for awakening the social, spiritual, scientific, and technological potential of humanity.
2: Well, Barbara, right now, since mid-May, she's become, uh, oh, here she is, I think. Just a moment. Hold on.
0: Okay.
2: Hello. Hi, Hello, Barbara.
0: Barbara.
2: Hi there. Hi. You're, you're live on air, and uh, we just introduced you, but... Um, okay. We, well, just... Since mid-May, you can you can just feel the shift in people's thoughts and energies, and something is changing, and it's really powerful. Looks like the planets have their work cut out for them as well. All the shifting yes. they there's going on into the right direction with your help and a lot of others, and we are so fortunate to have you here with us today because it's right after uh, the solstice, the second, the first day of summer and that's um a very auspicious time, mm-hmm. so welcome to our show thank you thank you very much now uh we in our introduction we had talked about um when you uh went for uh the nomination of vice presidency and yes. you had a little you had a plan in that uh area where you uh did something a little bit different than most people, and actually you're using that philosophy in the new ACE group. Could you explain that philosophy a little bit better for our listeners? The philosophy, which philosophy? About the vice presidency, how you you, uh, worked around that, and you're using that same uh, method in our uh, ACE groups. Oh, yes. Well, in um,
1: 1984, I ran to be selected as the vice presidential nominee on the Democratic ticket. And I was proposing a new function for the vice president, which is to identify, connect, and communicate what's working in the world, and particularly in the United States of America, and that there should be an office of the future that would be showing people what's emerging, what's creative, and how to participate in making things work. And the idea was so good that over 200 delegates actually placed my name in nomination for the vice presidency, and I got to make a speech at the Democratic National Convention as the other woman nominated, along with Geraldine Ferraro. And the beauty of it was that um, this function is the right thing to be doing. We didn't even have much of an Internet in 1984. So now, as we're approaching birth 2012, December 22nd is a celebration of what's working in the world, it's possible to to fill out the various sectors of what I call the wheel of co-creation, health, education, economics, science, and technology, and show and demonstrate what's creative and working and what solutions we have in the world. And birth 2012, on December 22nd, is a celebration. But I see now it's not going to be happening from a political position, because politics is structured into oppositional form. It's going to happen from people connecting, based on what they want to create and celebrate and love, without having to be in those very difficult structures as in uh, in our political system. So I think that what I was able to do then, I'm able to bring into form now.
2: Did you think that uh, at that time that you would be working on this in 2012? <laughs> I, I really
1: am amazed, and this is something that I think is true of any... Tr- truly, deeply felt vocation and vision, that if you have a vision, as I did, of this planetary birth of a co-creative humanity, and you stay with it and you do everything you can in your in your power to communicate that possibility to people, the, the amazing thing that happened is that we're now doing it. And it did come from the Shift Network and uh, Stephen Dinan's invitation to me to teach the agents of conscious evolution on the internet there, it's called ACE, and we have thousands of students now who have been through a 12-week training where they get to be imbued with the story of creation and our own part in it, and uh, how to connect what's working in the world toward a celebration of the next stage of human evolution, so I'm one of the very fortunate people who's been able to have a vision, to express it, to live it through, and now to be able to express it
0: in was real time. But maybe you, was there a chance that you may be uh, in a dream state or something? You saw this taking place, and you just realized that we needed to to really jump on it. Everything now is exponentially just accelerating. It's just incredible what's happening, and it's so exciting, Barbara. Uh, can I mean? There's a there's a tipping a critical tipping point now between between extin- extinction and evolution and you feel this momentum that we're gaining now is is really headed in the right direction.
1: Well, I feel that the tipping point is definitely here. We are definitely far from equilibrium as a global. Civilization, we have threats to our environment and to our life support system and our finances that could collapse it. That's obvious. It's also equally true that there are innovations, creative solutions, and awakening consciousness worldwide of people that I'm calling a more universal co-creative humans connected to the heart to the whole of life. We don't we don't have to be told not to kill the environment. We don't have to be told not to kill each other. Uh, we basically are already feeling that heart connection. So, I believe that um the uh awakening of people everywhere is happening, but in general it's not considered news. It's not in the mass media. It's it's certainly not on, you know, the the CNN evening news, it, it's always the crises and the sensations and the law, of course, and the various trials. And you see, the public doesn't know. So what I'm saying is when they do know, there's going to be a huge difference here. And that's what we're... we're what Pardon me?
0: No, it's like heartfelt. I, I think at this point there's an energy. It's like a heartfelt energy. that everyone, It's just... Motivated. Exactly. There,
1: There is a heartfelt energy and it is coming out in people. And we're just saying, well, let's, you know, in evolution they say everything that rises converges. So what we're really working on here is the convergence of what's emerging. We're working on what's breaking through out of what's breaking down. And um, that's the evolutionary perspective, and that's what we're going to be doing uh, on Birth 2012. It's really very, very exciting.
2: Now, after your students have the uh, 12-week course, uh, do they go out on their own and create their own group? Well, after the 12-week course, they are invited, and even during it, to form hubs
1: and circles, so that they they have to they we all need to have some local version of this. Oh, I'm trying to fix my phone. The local version of this is, is is where where you live. So, we're inviting people to form evolutionary circles and evolutionary birthing hubs. And we have a website birth2012.com where if people want to participate in this, they place themselves on that website. And um that actually helps them be
2: part of it. So, so you can well, you we can do. place your you can place yourself <laughs> on the website without being a student, or do you have to be a student? Oh yes, oh yes. The students are just like a global team to make this happen,
1: but they certainly aren't. No, we would like our goal is, you know, over a million, hundred million people awakening together, on December twenty second, two thousand and twelve. No, certainly not just our students.
2: Well, that's good. I mean, we need to get that out there for people to get on that website. Yes, very, very definitely. And and
1: you will be able to meet people and be part of each other. It's a very exciting possibility, really. Hmm.
0: Barbara, what turned you from a housewife to a futurist here?
1: <laughs> oh, dear, what did? Hold on. I okay. actually have to do something here. Hold on just a minute. Okay, I I can't seem to do it. Uh, What turned me on as a futurist, I would say a couple of things. It was a, a depression that after I had my fourth or fifth child, I just knew that there was something more inside me that needed to be expressed, that needed to be born. And I was just yearning for something. And then I read Teilhard de Chardin, who is a beautiful Catholic, Jesuit paleontologist, never published by the church in his lifetime, because he saw God in evolution. And when I got that, I realized that this impulse in me towards more life, more creativity, was not neurotic. It was it was the force of creation within me seeking to express itself. And when that began to happen, I just woke up. And uh, then I looked for my deeper life purpose, and I met different people, but met Buckminster Fuller, and reached out to people. And gradually, I became what I am now. I think it's a, a evolutionary woman or a feminine co-creator. You feel that the creative force is within you as your own desire to express and to be. And that turned me on, and I, I was a founder of the World Future Society, in 19, I guess it was in the, uh, it was in the late, it was in the 60s, and then I became a, uh, an innovator and creator, and I met with people all over the world who had ideas of a positive future. I really transformed my life,
2: and you're transforming other people's lives. I mean, you're putting a spark under other people to do the same.
1: I am. I'm 82 years old now, and you can hardly believe me. I can hardly believe me because, <laughs> it, you know, I have more energy, more vitality, more creativity than I ever had in my life before.
0: Well, it's just really, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I was going to say, seeing you, we, we were down in Los Angeles when we got to meet you, and I'm telling you, I just... The vivaciousness that you have, and the alertness, and the the (laughs) go-get'em. I know you had just
2: done. You had just. uh, You were just in a a all-day convention, and then you went over to um, where we were, and you spoke at night. I mean, it was like a sixteen-hour day for you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, it's it. You see, when anybody has a life purpose. It really turns into a vocation of destiny, and you have life purpose and different things that attract you. But if you find your soul's purpose, your soul's code, something gets turned on inside of you, and then by being able to do it and express it, it literally turns you on. if it hopefully turns others on, which is to say you're giving that essential creative essence of your being. And this is so, so important.
2: You know, what I see in my eye is, you know, when uh, little kids catch fireflies and they put them in the jar and they're lit, I see these little lights all over the world that you've lit. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm, yes.
1: Yes, it's it's really, really true, and I am being lit up myself by seeing so many others now and feeling, you know, I used to feel alone in this, and now I'm not alone. I'm saying to everybody, we're not alone, and that is to say people who've had a sense of the future, a sense of emergence, a sense of creativity, have felt alone often and still do. So on my Agents of Conscious Evolution course, uh it's so wonderful for people to find community based on this impulse of evolution inside themselves, based on this creative drive inside themselves. It's absolutely wonderful for this this to happen for them and, and that's what I'm because I'm engendering that for people, it's really such a blessing for me. You see, a lot because of people are
0: just trying to find their pathway and and you know what, on on your uh, website, birth 2012com dot com, you have things like uh what excites people? I mean, you talk about health, science, education. And you know what? And when we sit back at home, um, there's always a trigger point in our life that are that we realize we become like animated. <laughs>
2: you
1: know, yes. Yes, there's there's a trigger point. That's a very good way of putting it. Uh, I was talking with Ken Wilber the other day, and he was talking about that he had this phrase, set point. And different people have different set points that set them off into their next stage. Yeah. And the people who have a set point inside themselves that somehow gets triggered because they know we're in a shift point, you see, and we're shifting inside ourselves, we're shifting on a global scale, because we can't keep on overpopulating, polluting, and behaving the way we have. So the shift is from the single-celled person all the way on up to the whole planetary system. And the set point in some individuals is very, very turned off on by their own expression their own creativity their own desire to give the greater gift and those are the people who are the pioneers you know i think we have a worldwide global communion of pioneering souls that they haven't been noticed it's not new age it's not just cultural creatives, although it could include that. It's people with a sense of the future, sense of emergence, sense of their own participation, sense of hope, uh, vision of an emergent potential. It's a quality of being. And you get lit up when you get turned on by it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is what we see in you. I mean, it, it's like. Um You know, there are so many different ways for people, and you know what, if people, I I was just thinking for people to be able to be triggered by their set points. Literally, you know, it's what lights you up. It's what puts the light bulb in and and makes you animated and and alive. And it's so exciting to see people grab this and go forward. And now you're putting communities together, um, uh, you know, in in your process here. And this is so exciting, Barbara. It's
2: like you're an it's like you're an orchestra leader, and (laughs) everybody comes together with their (laughs) own instrument. This is true. This I thought season. of a, a, I thought of a new title for
1: myself. A new new definition of CEO, It's conscious evolution orchestration.
0: Oh my gosh! Mm. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and, and I remember
2: being in an orchestra myself, and it's like you come together with one. Uh, you you have your own instrument, but you're coming together, creating the same music. And it's just a wonderful feeling, and that's, I think, what's happening to the uh, what you're doing now. Right, exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: So you have people from all over the world in, involved in this, don't you? Yes, it, it's
1: global. And, of course, when you do teaching on the Internet, y- you reach thousands of people from all over the world simultaneously. And so I've, I've coined a new phrase for that, which is, every here we're every here rather than everywhere because when i'm teaching my agents of conscious evolution i'm on the on the internet and the camera is there and i'll say hello and people introduce themselves i'm here in australia i'm here in great britain i'm here in oakland california and we're all here simultaneously And when you're in the noosphere, which is this thinking layer, this feeling layer of earth, like we're on the phone right now, how are we doing this? Where where is all this going? What is? If we could see it, we'd see that we're in a living, um, thinking, breathing layer, like we've seen the biosphere grew up out of a barren earth, and then the biosphere created humans. And then humans created the cultural sphere, language, art, uh, architecture, systems. And now we've created the Internet and the global brain, global brain, mind, global heart. And we have created a new sphere of life that is being called the noosphere, sphere, the thinking layer, the feeling layer uh Beyond our genetics and beyond our biology, that's what we've done. Mm.
2: What, was it was it serendipity how you and Sh- uh, Shift co-created? I mean, came together. Well, it,
1: this particular one, we Stephen Dinan and I have known each other for quite a few years before this, through our work with Ions Institute of Noetic Sciences and some work we did to develop partnership. Processes, and then uh, Stephen founded the Shift Network with with his wife, Dava Haley Mitchell, and together they were building it. And, and Stephen asked me to do some courses, and then he asked me to do Agents of Conscious Evolution. And he's very, very creative in the way he envisions how we could produce people's visions, how to bring them into reality. So he really did that for me. I said, I would have been old Mother Hubbard in her rocking chair if it hadn't been for Stephen to come along. And now I'm Mother Hubbard, went to her cupboard and found it is full. I have become a, an evolutionary agent <laughs> on a global scale, and we're heading for the planetary birth. I'm extremely amazed and thrilled.
2: I know I've been I've been getting shift um, information from the beginning, and I'm just amazed at how much it's grown and so creative, and so much is coming from you know from the very beginning till now. It's mind-boggling what Stephen's done. His wife. He has
1: done a wonderful job. He he really has, and he's a producer and he's a visionary, and he's an entrepreneur. So he's he's building the shift network into become a major company.
0: Well I'd like to let everybody know also, you know, we're in this San Jose area, uh in San Francisco, South Bay counties. And Monday night coming up on the twenty fifth of June, you're you're gonna be it's at see at seven thirty PM, you'll be at the East West bookstore. Yes. And people need to know that. Uh, we were so excited that you're going to be in our area. And if you would just do me a favor and share some insights from your new book and tell us about the evolutionary leaders that you handpicked as your key colleagues. who uh, Yes, yes.
1: Best. Well, the book is called Birth 2012 and Beyond, Humanity's Great Shift to the Age of Conscious Evolution. Mm-hmm. And it really is a call to participate in conscious evolution and in this planetary experience on December 22, 2012. We're calling it Birth 2012. And the book has a wonderful opening from Stephen Dynan of his vision, and then it has my story of the discovery of the process of the planetary birth. And then it has uh, wonderful essays from 12 members of the Welcoming Committee And these are the colleagues that we've invited to participate. That's people like uh, Neil Donald Walsh, Michael Beckwith, Gene Houston, Lynn Twist, Lynn McTaggart, um, James O'Dea, Irvin Laszlo, uh, let's see, Ronaldo Brutico, and Jack Canfield. And each of these people is a master in their own. Area of it bringing forth dimensions of a emerging world, and together they really are an amazing um, host of welcoming what's emerging for the for humanity. So the book is also marvelous because it tells how to participate. You know, if you decide to be part of this, how you could form a hub, how you can form a circle how you can do heart math, how you can uh, go out into sectors of the wheel of co-creation and find partners. It's a wonderful call to participate in this planetary birthing experience.
2: We're living in some wonderful times. I mean, 2012 was told... Years ago, it was going to be the end, but I think it's the beginning. It's a new beginning.
1: Well, you see, something is ending. A certain form of consciousness in a finite system, you might say self-consciousness, in a finite system with structures of top-down patriarchal systems, like organized religion, organized political systems, organized religions, and organized global corporations, those structures actually inhibit cooperation and co-creation. So there is something dying. The starvation and disease and inequality of wealth and species destruction that's going on must stop. Uh, Otherwise we can make ourselves collapse. So that's like a newborn baby. It, it, It has to breathe. It has to get out of that womb fast or it's going to die. So we're in a critical period. But we're also, because of the new capacities, we're in a birthing of the new. So something is ending, something is being born. And we want to celebrate what's being born because that is more important and more uh, important for people to know. Otherwise, it's invisible and
2: we might think that we're failing altogether. I think I read somewhere you said, From Ego to Essence. Yes, yes. I have a
1: wonderful um, book out called Ego to uh, Emergence, The Shift from Ego to Essence. And I'm doing some major teaching on that with Patricia Ellsberg uh, on the Shift Network. And this shift from ego to essence is that every one of us has a more essential self, a true nature, a spiritual nature. And then we have a local self that feels separate, a personality self. And the shift from ego to essence is a process where you realize that the greater inspiration you've been receiving, uh, your own higher self, gradually you realize you are your higher self. You are your own essence. And how do I say yes to coming from my essence as who I really am? That's that's what I'm going to be doing. And um, I'm very, very excited about actually making that shift from ego to essence myself, teaching it, finding ourselves in many hubs, connecting with circle, with circle, with circle, so that before you know it, we begin to have a coherent heart
2: field on this earth. And sometimes, um, how can I express this? Sometimes, sometimes people fear their own essence. Do you do you find that?
1: Yes, they they fear it, or they don't recognize it, or they projected it onto outside forces, external gods, uh, dogmas, master teachers, and I feel that all of that was a phase of human history. And that the newer phase is when we recognize that the process is within us. And we can have great teachers and masters, of course. But the main thing is the incarnation of spirit as our own essence. And that is a pioneering act. So the people doing it
2: are are spiritual and social pioneers. It's almost like a lotus flower coming out, (laughs) blooming. Yes and let let's just say you know earth gave
1: birth to bacteria and to animals and to humans earth is giving birth to a kind of human that is co-evolving and co-creative with life itself
0: mm-hmm. Now it's in almost your like book ha- you... go ahead Okay I was going to say in your in your book you mentioned the unique concept of supra sex And uh,
1: why don't you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, well, that is a wonderful concept. We are shifting from the age of procreation, where you join your genes to have a baby, to the age of co-creation, where you're longing to join your creativity or your genius with each other to give birth to your own greater self and to the greater world. So the the massive effort of reproduction that has been going on to populate this planet has hit a limit to growth. So we're going to have fewer children and live longer lives, And one way or the other, either by catastrophe or by choice. And the impulse that we've had to survive and reproduce is extending and expanding into the impulse to co-create. And supra-sex is when you join genius to create. It's joyful. It's loving. It's self-rewarding. It's what you love to do. Yeah,
0: I get chills all over. Every time you say this, I'm going, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <sighs> it, it's seeing the best in others.
1: Yes. Yes, it, it's seeing the best in others and being seen at the same time. I have a wonderful process I call coordination. It's basically two partners who say to each other, I see you. It's like an avatar. I see you. And what do you see in the other? If you see it with your deeper spiritual eyes, you see the creative essence of that person. And by seeing it and asking them to speak as that, you affirm in each other your own deeper essence. So I think this process really should not be tried alone. We we we're po- the two or more gathered is is the natural form for uh, self-evolution now. Not just the one not just a single person.
2: And it's um the internet has made this so much more global and um it's, it's it, yes, it has. So that you see, you could
1: like when I teach a course, at, and I'm now part of a of a real global evolutionary community. It doesn't feel like it matters in that moment where anybody lives, because we're present, we're omnipresent, and so interesting because that's really what they say about you know this when people in in every religion they have some view of a of a light body. Uh, a a presence that could bilocate and all of those paranormal experiences. Well, actually, we are doing that as a new norm. We're bilocating every time we go on one of these conferences. Like, I'm here sitting in Santa Barbara, and I'm with you. You know, I'm bilocating right now. That's a good way to
2: look at it. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah. It
1: more than when I do my courses I'm I'm multi locating. <laughs>
2: For sure. <laughs> yes. Now, now you, you have also, been,
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry, Paula, go ahead. okay. Um can you you know what, you you have a new T V channel. Um, can you tell us about that?
1: Well, we're just starting, but it's going to be a amazing story of our birth as a universal humanity, and I will be broadcasting live from the noosphere. So I'm going to present to us that we're part of a living, thinking, feeling field that can see the Earth as a whole and be, uh, like the astronauts were, be uh, able to see it as a whole, but as a whole living system, not just as a geographical system. And in that, I believe I can tell the life purpose and stories of what's working toward our birth as a universal species.
0: You're going to be I, in I,
2: Oakland.
0: I, Come, go ahead. ahead. see every time I, I hear you talk about, you know, um, biolocating and that kind of thing, and and you brought up the movie Avatar, or the the Avatar itself, and I was thinking of the movie Avatar, and I'm thinking, in that movie, it it showed how all of them worked together to build um, a community that worked in synchronicity and that kind of thing. And you know, um, I I just you know what you're doing, it's it's looking like that kind of energy. It's just you know a web a web of um love and heartfelt energy where people are really working together and um uh willingly holding each other's hands and helping everybody um, uh, go up the um energy scale together hmm. and uh, and not allowing you know if anybody feels like they don't have something they're you know they're they're helped get through a situation and and then go further. So it's yes. such a, you know, it's such an embrace from mm-hmm. the Mother Earth and the energy how she's shifting now and how we as people are also shifting. It's oh wow, it's it's mm-hmm. immaculate conception. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well well what I what I'd
2: seen before now is everybody had their own little thing they were working on. Um somebody was working on Uh, maybe food, uh, somebody else is working on something else, but what you're doing is you're bringing uh, all these together to one hub. What We're saying that evolution
1: is convergence. So when you see planet Earth as one living system, well, we're just saying, let's connect as much as we can that's creative, loving, and whole, whole on this planet. And... That is such an obvious thing to do, you know. I know it's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple, so obvious, and just the actual technology to create the website, to send out the message, to write the book, to get all these things done, to create, to invite the welcoming committee to participate, to to share all this is is is, is where the where the work has come in. I mean, it's lots and lots of work to make any of this to happen, but the happening is itself a natural event. That's what I tell.
2: You're going to be in Oakland tomorrow, I think, for the Summer of Peace. Yes, believe the it or not. Of, yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I've heard about Summer of Peace, but I really don't know anything about it. Uh, is this, well, uh, you know, the- yes, yeah, Stephen
1: Dinan has assembled these great, waves of major initiatives, all of which together contribute to a planetary birth. So the Summer of Peace is bringing together the major peace activists, peace organizations, peace efforts uh, that will, I believe, culminate on September twenty-first, two 2012 at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. And people like Dot Maver are asking for one billion acts of peace by then. Now, this means that the group as a whole that Stephen is, in some respects, helping to organize as a whole system of peace initiatives, not just one, is uh, actually a shift of that whole consciousness on Earth towards peace. So that summer of peace, uh, there's also, he has a, I believe, it's a spring of sustainability, and the so he has these different waves of basic initiatives which then result in the culmination of all of this on December 22nd really as a beginning of an ongoing uh, era of evolution that's already started but isn't isn't noticeable yet so that in that sense we're calling it a birth of a new era of evolution not because we're making a birth happen, but because we're noticing and connecting and celebrating what is happening.
2: Well, it, I say it's silent but mighty. <laughs>
1: it's a mighty force that that, that I, I do believe the the metaphor or image that our crisis is a birth of a more co created universal humanity is the right. Understanding of what's happening. Instead of saying everything is going wrong and we're trying to adjust and, you know, uh, stop doing what we're doing that's harmful, instead of putting it that way, we're saying one stage of human consciousness is coming to a close as another stage is being born. And what is the stage that's being born? It's more cooperative, co creative, co evolving, heartfelt, innovative. Humanity is being born. And that is
2: completely true. Yeah.
0: yeah and it's like there on the shoulder. Is there
2: enough? Is there enough? Change takes
1: a lot of hard work. It does take so. a lot of hard work, but it makes a lot of difference. It's very much like a mother giving birth to a child, it's a lot of work. And then when the baby's born, it's even more work. But you see, there's something in there of unconditional love. We would never be able to reproduce these large families if we weren't genetically programmed to love that newborn. I believe that many of us are genetically programmed to love the emerging world, even though it's a mess. And it's a particularly feminine quality, too, so the feminine that's used to being able to love the unknown child is hormonally, by the very nature of our being and body, able to feel an unconditional love for what's emerging. And we can tolerate it being a mess. We can tolerate that there's a lot to be done without thinking it's all a failure.
2: It's
0: very well,
1: very much if like you, if giving the... birth to a child.
2: Well, if you believe in astrology, uh, we're uh, in Venus transit, which is bringing in the divine feminine, which is love yes, and harmony. exactly. That's right. So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're male or female. you're We're bring, all bringing in the, the divine feminine. So this is the perfect time yes. to have yeah, birth.
0: Both, both genders are being stimulated right now and... You see such powerful transitions in men as well. Uh, it's just, you know, really loving and Well,
1: yes. The evolutionary men are just marvelous. You know, but there's, there's been so much talk about the evolutionary women, but the evolutionary men are something very, very special and wonderful. Yeah. It yeah. just makes
0: sure you cry th- when you
2: see it. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you have. You know, through all of uh, your groups here, um, have you ha- do you have any stories of what has manifested already?
1: Yes, I have. I have a lot of stories. Um, let me see. Well, I think one of the stories that has manifested is well for me is the um, agents of conscious evolution. Course itself that i'm I'm teaching is the excitement of people from all over the world to feel they're part of an evolutionary community get and are turned on to see what their part is and becoming so brilliant and so creative and almost overflowing with creative energy is for me a wonderful story. And so I really hope that people who are excited listening will go to birth2012.com and click on ACE so that they can see if they want to participate in this particularly intense community. You can do birth2012 without taking this course or anything, but the course is... (laughs) is it's more than a course, it's an experience that we're having together. And then I can imagine uh the next part of the story that's really exciting to me was when we had Conception Day and Stephen has said, Let's take the birth analogy and we had Conception Day, March twenty second, and then we uh had we're in gestation now and we're having all these different Uh, time factors of it being a birth. And I loved Conception Day. We did it from a dome in Los Angeles, and there were 140 countries tuned in. And one of the countries was Zimbabwe. And just the idea of how is people in Zimbabwe going to participate in a planetary birth celebration. So I'm very excited about starting a birth 2012 TV that's going to be telling the story of this birth for the next um, months until the birth, until the celebration is actually happening, and then I hope to have an ongoing global communication hub so that the new news of who we really are becoming becomes as obvious as the news of what's dying. (laughs) More obvious, in fact. I wonder. Least, if, uh,
2: <laughs> it should be
1: more obvious.
2: Yes, yes. And I wonder how we're affecting um, how our government is. You know, it's re- it's really something to me of a tragedy
1: that the um, political system keep, it, it has such profound oppositional forces built into it. I mean, I, for example, personally think uh, Barack Obama is an extraordinary being and and for him. But I see what happens to him when he gets into power because the structure is oppositional. And currently, the um, Republican Party is so strongly, that not only oppositional, but um, even sort of against government itself, trying to dismantle the system without really having anything strong to put in its place. And so I I feel it's very important that everybody get out there and do their part and vote, and I'm going to certainly do my part. But the more creative thing that we can do is connect and create ourselves. And I have a vision that on December 23rd, there'll be a delegation to the White House, whoever is the president in the U.S., to say this is what the people are doing to evolve democracy. And how do you evolve democracy? By co-creating and liberating people's creative potential. You, you, And so that's what I'm, I'm putting my effort on. But I think it's very important that we vote, and I, I think it's very important that we vote for that which gives us the greatest connectivity and love and tolerance of each other. Amen. <laughs> yes,
0: Barbara. I was looking at the website here and um, um um looking at um I was looking at the ace circles um on the map that you have and um uh, does ace uh, stand what does it stand for
1: agents of conscious evolution, okay. and when you become an agent, it's like an agency like that impulse within you to express and create is nurtured by becoming an agent and being part of others who are doing the
2: same toward a planetary birth. So everybody can come in with their own creativity. Yes. Yeah, well, I
0: see something here where you can um, you know, your, your event can be listed and also hosting an event. So that means that different people can host an event? What's yes,
1: you can host. Then, there's a wonderful woman called Angel who's hosting a, an event in Tucson, for example, and she was is an ACE graduate, and she decided to, without any uh, help at all from us, from SHIFT, she went to uh, the various people in Tucson, like the mayor and the media and the school system, and said, let's have half of Tucson celebrate what's being born. And her goal is five hundred thousand people in Tucson. Now, this is this is just an independent woman who had this vision. So she will be describing what she's doing to others, so that anyone who wants to take their own town or city uh, and say, "How would you like to have a, a celebration in your in your town?"
2: Yeah! Wow! And she's thinking big with 500,000 people. She, well, I mean, she, she she what she
1: says is if she goes around to all the different organizations in her community and invites them to participate, there's something in our hearts now that want to come together. And this is a, a beautiful way to do it because you, it's not political, it's not organizational, it's not saying join this or that or the other. It's saying let's let's become part of a human evolution. And that, it, a birth of something, so almost everybody can put something into that, you
2: see.
0: Wow, yeah, that's
2: powerful. Well, HeartMath um, is doing their own thing, too. They've got a um, a great community going on, and I, I heard you mention it.
1: They do, they do, and we're, we're partners with them. They're doing many things, including a global care room where people can come together to uh, express their their love and their care and actually put themselves on, I think it's a digital map where you'll see yourself as a light coming on the planet. And they are also working for global coherence and believe that if something like 350,000 people were in heart coherence together, it would shift the consciousness field of Earth. So we're aiming to do that with them.
0: Well, Wouldn't I just that be want to great? Let people know, uh, yeah, I, I just want to let people know that on um, Barbara's website, birth2012.com, um, you can hook in to the information we're talking about. And not only that, but Barbara, you've put up um, a toolkit um, on yes. how to create, um, how to get started, and do this. this yes, awesome. and we're
1: we're going. We're just right now um, improving the website to make it extremely easy. Mm-hmm. Come on, this. Uh, join the movement. Click on this. Form a hub. Take the course. Uh, what Would you like to be a mobilizer of others? What would you like to do? Just like that. And then we can connect with each other on a global scale. It's really wonderful.
0: Oh, yes. So talk about movement and acceleration here. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And your, book, your books are listed there also. Yes.
0: Well, is there anything that we have not touched upon that you want to to say to
1: us? Well, you know, I am coming to San Francisco, as you said, to the Summer of Peace. I'd like to say where I'll be in the next few days in San Francisco.
2: Please
1: Uh, June 24th, I'll be at Unity San Francisco for a service at 10 a.m., and then I'll be there for um, an afternoon session from 12 to 2.30. Then on June 25th, I'll be at the East uh, East West Bookstore, at Mountain View, California, at 7.30. June 29th, I'll be at the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael at 8 p.m. And July 1st, I'll be at Unity Marin, 9.30, um, and then for an afternoon workshop. So that is going to be a wonderful experience for me, and I hope to see a lot of people in the San Francisco area this w- this coming week.
2: Well, we want to tell everybody out there, because we have a lot of Mountain View listeners, the, to call the East West Bookstore and make a reservation, because just so many people are, are allowed in into the their, their room. So book ahead of
1: time so you can see meet Barbara. Wonderful. And if we have any Agents of Conscious Evolution, ACE graduates around, please come to one of these, because I'd love to see you.
0: And also, Barbara, I just let you know that there's a Santa Cruz bookstore too, and since you're in this area, I don't know and you might check to see if they have any spot opening if you if you have some time uh, spread that you could be there as well. I don't know
2: mhm, well,
1: thank you I don't know i'll I'll check that out mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like yeah are so
2: busy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> your feet go <don't> like. <laughs> Oh, You're not on the God. ground very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been great. Yes. Uh, it's It's so wonderful to have you with us. So, thank you. Uh, is there any last words that you would like to say to our listeners?
1: Well, just remember to go into your heart and feel that love and appreciation. Place your sense of identity in your own essence your own true nature smile the planetary smile which is a signal of what it will be like when we all smile together and then I was saying this to the kids raise your hand and say this is what I want to create I was doing that for the children like in school you would raise your hand and I'm just saying raise your hand this is what I want to create I I will create this. That activates the creativity, and the smile activates the sense of hope and oneness, and the hand on the heart represents the love. So that's a good love, smile. This is what I want to create.
0: You really really started our day. (laughs) (laughs) Love, smile,
1: create. (laughs) Nice
0: nice jump start. We love you. Thank
1: you so much. We love you.